Thanks for checking out our podcast at lighthouse805.com. Today begins our new series, Get Behind Me, and I promise you're not going to want to miss one. Enjoy. Well, good morning. It's good to see you guys today. Yeah. It's, it's a new series today entitled Get Behind Me. Um, I'm excited for this series. God's been speaking to me about this series for quite some time, and it, it all stems from one word, and that's the word behind. Get behind me. Um, as a kid, I, I was thrilled. I loved this verse as a child, and I want to read it to you guys. This was one of my favorite verses because I, it's how I connected Jesus was real. Um, because he wasn't lofty, it wasn't just some supernatural thing that just flowed in. It was, it was Jesus was a real person to me in this verse. Matthew chapter 16, verse 23 says, But Jesus turned to Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. I love that verse as a kid. It's like, oh man, Jesus threw so much shade on this guy for doing something. I never went back as a child and read it. I just thought, wow, Jesus was a real person. And I always thought the verse ended there as a kid. But listen, Jesus turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. And I, 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 love, I love this verse, and we're going to get into this. But this whole sermon series is about looking at moments with Jesus positioning us. It's these divine moments and these stories where all these times where Jesus has someone around him. And the word behind is there. The word behind in the Greek is opizo. And it's utilized where someone has positioned themselves following after and being behind Jesus. And in this moment, the scripture says, get behind me. So number one, first point, get behind me, Satan. <laughs> I love it. It's, it's so comical to me. Just imagining the scene of Jesus talking with Peter and and just to set up the scene, this, this context, it's, it's so vivid and it's, it, it's kind of funny because it applies to us today in such a unique way. Because all of a sudden, Jesus is walking and Peter says some stuff and then Peter comes around from behind Jesus, side by side with Jesus, and says, we should do this and this is what needs to happen and we need to take care of what. And Jesus looks like side hides him fully and says, get behind me, Satan. And the interesting thing is, a few verses before this was what really set the scene. Because it could be like, oh, wow, Peter was already in Jesus' bad graces. Maybe he was saying stuff already. You know, things led up to this for Jesus to be this upset to call this man who's following him Satan, right? That's like, that's escalating it like to the max, right? There's no other, there's no other descriptor of a person you could use that's worse than this. And in the moment before this, right before he, he goes off, you know what happens? It's Jesus honors Peter. Because he asks his disciples, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? Who do you? And everyone's like, well, some say this, some say this. And Peter says, well, you're Jesus, son of the living God. He says who he is, and Jesus is shocked. He's like, you don't have that from knowledge. You got that revealed through your spirit. Wow, I am, I am in awe of your faith right now. And then moments later, Peter's like, look at me, guys. Jesus is in awe of me, right? And he's walking behind Jesus, and at some point, he steps to the side of Jesus and says, let's do this and let's do that. And Jesus is like, I think you forgot your place. 
See, I'm honoring you because you were following me, but now you're positioning yourself as equal to me. And this whole dichotomy happens, which is so interesting. And have you ever, have you ever been in those shoes before? I, I know I have. I 100% have. Where I'm following Jesus and at one moment, I feel like my life is in order, I'm doing great, and then I start stepping out of alignment from behind Jesus. And I step to the side, I'm like, Jesus, you know what, we should do this, and, and maybe if you take care of this and you do this, and, and I start telling Jesus what he needs to do rather than listening to what he's telling me to do. I, I've been in those shoes. It, it, nothing good happens when we say, you know what, Jesus, I'm too good to be behind you right now. I, I'm, I need to be side by side. Right? Last I checked, there was one other individual in the Bible who said that. It's like, you know what? I used to praise you, but now I want the worship and the praise. That was actually Satan. You can read about that, where he, they cast him out of heaven. They, God cast him out of heaven. Right? And then at this moment, he's paralleling Peter to Satan, saying, Hey, remember the other individual that wanted to be side by side with me, who wanted the acclaim and the accolades and to do all these other things? Yeah, I got rid of him. Are, are you, you want to be here or do you want to be following me? Right, and, and it's this, this very overwhelming pressure to understand we need to be in place where God has us. We are called to be following him. We're called to be after him. We are, oh, piso, it's following so what happens when we leave our place following Jesus, when we step out of alignment, when, when we're like, you know what, and we start, we stop listening to what Jesus is saying, and we start listening to other things, right? Because listen to that verse one more time. But Jesus turned, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you do not have in mind the things of God, but the things of men. See, Peter had stopped listening to God mentally, and now his mind was consumed about what everyone else is saying and doing. I think it's kind of funny. I, I've been preparing this message for this date for months. And I think it's ironic that it just so happens that last, what was it, Thursday night, the schools announced that they're shutting down for social distancing and all the coronavirus. And it's so funny because God's saying, we need to have our mind on the things of God and not on the things of mankind. We, not, we need to not be dwelling on the news and letting the fear ramp up inside of us. And you're like, no, God's in control. I'm going to use my wisdom, but God's in control. Right? God, God gave us a, not a spirit of fear. Right? We need to not listen to all the things that are going on and letting us spiral out of control and all that stuff. So what happens when we start listening to things of men? We step out of alignment. A, bad decisions. Bad decisions happen, right? Just bad decisions. Standing in line at Walmart, bad decisions. I, I was at the pharmacy picking up some stuff, and the person in front of me, and I'm not, I'm not making fun of them. I understand it. We've all been there, and they're trying to ask for a secret stash of baby wipes that might be in the pharmacy section. And the pharmacist then has to explain, just so you know and I know, baby wipes don't disinfect. They're there to clean a child. And they're like, no, I, I know it does. 
and they're having this conversation, and I'm like, what is happening? I just want my medicine. Bad decisions. B, another thing that happens is when we start listening to things of men rather than things of God, we're emotionally led. We're emotionally led. Right? We'll make snap decisions based on an emotion we feel. Right? Have you ever... Have you ever led by what you feel? Oh, I feel this, I need to do this. 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 The only people that live by how they feel are actually people that are blind. They have to feel to move forward. And they can only make decisions that's right in front of them. I feel this, I'm going to make this decision. It's the same situation. When we're emotionally led, we're living from moment to moment just right in front of us rather than hearing what God is saying for us to go and do. We miss out on all the stuff, all the wisdom. And then C, no movement. No movement. Look at the verse one more time. But Jesus turned and said to Peter, right? Jesus was walking forward, had to stop to turn to Peter to talk to him. Right, because Peter stepped out of alignment, Jesus had to stop all momentum and movement with him and all his disciples to address the situations going on because he's emotionally being led. Right, the movement forward has stopped. If you've ever felt stuck in your faith in a moment or a dry season, it might because, be because God is trying to speak to you in that moment, whether you hear it or don't hear it or don't want to hear it. We need to allow God to speak his wisdom to us to move forward, to have momentum. Number two, opizo means behind. Everyone say opizo. I think my wife has heard me say this word. I, how many times have I said opizo in like the last few months? A lot. Too many times. Opizo. How many people, I don't know if this is just a, um, a phrase that, I don't know if it, it bridged from Oregon to California. I don't know if it's a timing thing, but I want to say this phrase. It's called the way back, okay? Not as in like, I'm going to find my way back to something. But has anyone ever heard the phrase, the way back? Wait, I want to sit in the way back. Has anyone know the van, that, that never terminology never? Okay, yes, thank you. Thank you, Hannah. I appreciate that. Maybe it was just a 90s phrase for kids. That could be it. I don't know. But there was, we were in this uh, carpool, and it was, they had the old Vovos, you know, with the back-facing seats, like through the window, you know, like the really cool seats. And that was just called the way back. And every time there's a van or anything, we called the back seat the way back. You know, like you could sit in the back or you sit in the way back. And that was where that phrase came from. It may have just been Oregonian thing that Hannah know about. I don't know. But I remember writing and the shotgun was reserved because we we're little kids we couldn't sit up front you know and so people would fight over who gets to sit in the way back like you know i want to sit i want to see behind i want to see what's going on i want to make faces at people driving behind us all that kind of stuff right so the way back was always coveted it's this concept of eagerness to be behind eagerness to be in place be in placement of of the driver Right? Are, we in, are we sitting there with Jesus in place as a driver and we're 
coveting. We want to be in the back behind him no matter what. I don't want to take the wheel anymore, Jesus. Every time I do, I do stupid things. Okay, Jesus, you need to take the wheel, and I'm going to live by faith in the seat that you have given me, behind you, following you. So the word opizo, it has, it has three subtle meanings in it, referenced in, in the Bible. The first one, it, it's position. Opizo, it's the position. It's literally if someone is standing there and the word opizo happens in reference to someone else, you would know they are behind them, right? Following the leader, it's behind. It's, it's the word every time you see the word behind, most of the times it's opizo. It's the position of behind, right? It's, it's the understanding that my position is following after Jesus. He is in front of me. No matter what, I am behind him in all the decisions I make. When I'm going to do something, I'm going to pray about it. I'm going to seek wisdom about it, right? If, if you were walking through a door, right, and there's two people, the person behind is second one in, meaning someone else has to go first. Spiritually, that means, Jesus, I am praying that you enter the situation first so I can enter it behind you. Just practically thinking on this. B, opizo also means following. So it doesn't just mean position as in I'm standing here and they are standing behind me. We're not in line at Disneyland. There's actually a, a momentum there. There's a movement. There's following. As he moves, I move with him, right? Following. I love it. This, this graphic, it was really hard to explain this to my wife. She, she uh, drew the Jesus on her tablet and, and had to get behind me. And I, had to, I didn't know how to explain this, but I was like, okay, I want a graphic that's one single pen stroke, meaning when you put your pen down, you don't take it off until it's all the way done. So go to the main graphic really quick. It's at the very beginning. So from the start all the way through drawing Jesus, all the way through drawing the words, and ends on the I dot. Just one take. Yeah, she is. That's why I married her. <laughs> so because the concept behind this was I wanted, I wanted some way to represent us following Jesus, right? So if you imagine the line is actually a path, and wherever he walks, we're walking behind, and, and he's walking through our lives. Our lives are not a straight path. It's not perfect sunshine and daisies. It's, it's following God. There's ups and downs. There's curves. There's detours. It goes everywhere. But in the reality, from the beginning when we're born to the moment we're dying, the path of God is shaping us for a beautiful life. Right? This, this kind of represents our entire life in following Jesus. He's guiding us. We're following after him. A little subtlety and decoration, just so I'm excited about this. I'm super proud about it. With Jesus, the shape, the following through, how the line ends right there, it actually follows through each word. Goes in from the side, makes the word, goes out, goes in from the side, makes the word, goes out, through all the words in the room. And how it's all connected. Saying how we, 
when we follow Jesus, we're constantly following him. We don't take a break. We don't say, oh, you know what, God? Last week was awesome. I'm a little tired. I'm done following you just for one week. Just give me a little bit of time off, Jesus. What was his reaction? Are you kidding? We're walking forward. We're doing this. Following. And then C, timing. The interesting thing about Opizo is when you look it up, there's time involved with it. Meaning that it is not one moment in time that we follow Jesus, but it is a continual momentum with him. We're continuously following Jesus no matter what. I still can't get over that picture of get behind me, Satan. Like, I, I try to, whenever I read scripture, I try to visualize it in my mind, like as if it's a movie, and they're speaking English though, but that's okay. And I'm like picturing them all standing there, right? Like it's Jesus, and it's Peter, and he's probably made his way to the front of the line, right? And he's like, oh, I'm the best. Do you hear what Jesus just said? He said, I'm so good. You know, the three verses before. And my favorite part about this is all the other disciples are standing there, right? And we know that get behind me, Satan, is written a few times in the New Testament, which means as they're walking and Jesus says, get behind me, Satan, Luke, everyone else was like, what was that, Jesus? Let me get that in there. That's a great one. Let me write that down. It's written multiple times in the Bible. Can, can you imagine, like, the humbling factor of that? Like, oh, you know, if someone said that to you, you would stop seeing that person the rest of your life, right? You would be like, I'm not going to be around that person ever again. My feelings were hurt. I'm over that, right? But can you imagine the creator of the universe, who they know, said that to you? Would you keep following him? Like, that's a tough question. And then Peter's like, oh, you're right. And keeps on going along. Peter is just some unique kind of, I'm, man, when we're in heaven before the throne of God, I'm gonna like nudge my way next to Peter and be like, dude, how did you do that? You're an interesting guy. Number three, life starts behind Jesus. Life starts behind Jesus. In this whole sermon series, we're going to be looking at the different words of apizo in different situations where someone is positioned around Jesus. These words around the room represent some of the things that we'll see. Matthew chapter 4, verse 19. We're, fast, we're rewinding a little bit to where Jesus met the disciples. Jesus called out to them, come, follow me. Everyone say, follow me. And I will show you how to fish for people. You know what the crazy thing about all this is? Get behind me, Satan. Come follow me. You know what's weird? Same word. When Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, Jesus was actually reminding him saying, don't you remember the very word I said when I found you out at the fishing dock? He said, opizo. His mind instantly snapped back to the first time Jesus picked him up and said, follow me, opizo, behind me. 
Fast forward all this time, he's walking and Peter starts stepping out of alignment and he goes, did you, did you forget? I called you to follow me, not direct me. Opizo. There's this parallel going on. The same word was used. Get behind me, come follow me. This blows my mind about just how genius Jesus is. Just how Jesus called out to them to follow him, Jesus is calling out to all of us to follow him. This entire sermon series is really about the benefits and the reactions and and all the different things that happen when we're behind Jesus. Every single week, it's something about a character in the Bible that's behind Jesus and how it's a reflection of what happens when we're behind Jesus. And this whole study has blown my mind. But a few things that are for sure is when we start following Jesus, A, there's new life. There's new life. Man, my life was completely different when I started following Jesus. 100%. Let me, let me, Throw this out because I I think it can be confusing. Not when I got saved, when I started following him. There's a difference. When I was saved, I was redeemed, I was restored. There's grace, there's mercy, I got inheritance. But when I started following Jesus, that's when I, my faith started moving. It started growing, it started expanding. I started utilizing all the scriptures into my day-to-day life. I started seeing change happen. I've prayed over someone and saw the miracle of God heal that person by nothing I did except for just showing up. It was all God. Right, speaking comfort over someone at work. There's these things that God will say. My life changed when I started stepping in alignment of what he was calling me to do it's miraculous. B, when we're following him, there's acceptance. We're accepted. Man, do you know how many people think that they're not accepted by Jesus because they screwed up at some point? Peter screwed up the most standing in front of Jesus, got called Satan, and was still allowed to follow him. I, I guarantee you there's nothing worse, Right? Man, God has not cast you out of his mouth. He's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. He is excited that you are following him. He's accepted you. Everything about you. And see, pulling out of the verse, it says, I will show you how to fish for people. See, he gives us purpose. When we're following after Jesus, there's purpose in our life. We have goals, we have identity, we have where we're headed. Man, I want to encourage you. It, it's, it's one thing to accept Jesus into your heart, but it's another thing to follow after him every single day of your life in your faith walk. What's, what's missing in your life? What's, what's, what, what, what do you feel you need to do? Is it step out in faith and saying, today I'm taking a step forward in my faith. 
I'm dedicating this moment to pray, and if I feel something or hear something, I'm gonna do it today. Well, is there worship that maybe you have been avoiding, that you used to listen to worship, pick it up again? What is the thing that you are supposed to be doing in following Jesus? Right, I can't laundry list out every single thing because we're all a unique path with Jesus. That's our, that's our life. That's our individual walk with Jesus. What are you doing to follow Jesus today? What are you doing? Or has Jesus stopped and pivoted and trying to speak to you, but you're avoiding it? There's a couple things going on. Accept what he's saying and start moving forward. Love it. Let's pray. Lord, we will live by the things of you. Our mind will be consumed on your scripture. Our mind will be consumed on your word, your everything about you, God. Do not allow our minds to drift away to the things of men, to the things of the fear and the media and all the stuff, everything else that's going on. We will pray and intercede for our world, our country, our city, our workplaces, our families, our friends. That's a given. But we will not operate out of fear. God, wherever we are standing right now, let's step back into alignment, following after you. Because you are guiding us, you are directing us, and you're moving forward, and we want to be on that journey and that path with you. In your mighty name, amen. We hope you got a lot out of today's episode. For other series, options, things that were going on at Lighthouse 805, opportunities to give or just find out who we are, visit our website at www.lighthouse805.com.